right, welcome back. Episode 4 of Scary Stories. I'm your host, Scary. I, I appreciate that y'all y'all keep coming back. The The spread's getting wider, as it were. Perverts. But I congratulate you on your um, ongoing interest in me. It's a big deal for you. Uh, you're welcome. Episode 4, what are we getting into? Um... Running down my list here, I got paint color, um, passwords, um, podcast ideas. This tells me that I'm speaking about one of the scariest moments of my childhood. This is we're going to talk a little bit um, about probably the sexiest man that I've ever actually met face to face. And it was startling. Uh, Mr. Gavin Rossdale of the band Bush. For those of you who don't know, congratulations on being young. Um, and a write-in idea. I'm uh, going to talk a little bit about Donald Trump. People have asked me my opinion on this. I, I, I think it's boring, to be honest. But we'll get into it a little bit. I'll tell you exactly how I feel about that fucking up. Um, let's go. So the the scariest moment of my childhood um, goes back to uh, I guess it would have been 1986, which puts me around eight nine years old. Um, so I'm a pretty little dude at this point. And what's your what's your favorite thing to do when you're that age? Don't even think about it. It's fucking sleepover time. Sleepover. It's awesome. I'm gonna eat um, zesty Doritos and drink Dr. Peppers until I'm sick. It's gonna be ah sleepover time. It's the best. So I get invited by my my friend Danny. Danny, if you're listening, it's been a long time. Yeah, I'm telling this story. Um, Now, we get, when you go to sleepovers as a kid, in the 80s, there's not much to do. You're basically going to watch a movie and eat some junk and and stay up till like midnight if you can make it. And, and that was a pretty great time. So the movie of choice, as I'm at my friend Danny's place, nice little Italian kid, super Italian, had a, had a little Italian mother, great big Italian father. Tiny Italian mother. So along with with that kind of cultural jive, like they they love to entertain. They love to feed you, right? So before movie time, we get sitting down and we're drinking Dr. Peppers, and it's and it's just like have another one, have another one, have another one. And I'm drinking Dr. Peppers, and it was oh, it's just the best because I don't get Dr. Pepper at home. We're drinking RC Cola or something from. Knob Hill Farms, which was a, like a like a pre-Costco around here. It was like a bulk food store, but like not as nice. It was like going to um, like the basement of Laser Quest to buy your food at cheap discount prices. You, you could probably feed a family of four there. Uh, like a hundred bucks would carry you a long, long way. Um, 
So I'm drinking sodas and I'm sitting on the couch and we're watching Big Trouble in Little China. Amazing movie. Amazing movie. Kurt Russell at his finest, being snide and sarcastic and cool and handsome and just being like that dude that every every kid wanted to grow up to be him. I wanted to cut my sleeves off my shirt and make my own tank tops and just like wear belted jeans. Cool dude. Mullet. We're watching it and um anything like supernatural would just rock my world as a kid in a bad way. Like I'm not saying this was a fun time for me. This was like horrifying. Um movies on the list of scarification in my soul include things like well of course jaws we talked about jaws but like the exorcist uh, poltergeist howard the duck yeah howard the duck um okay side story real quick so howard the duck i remember getting yelled at by my father after watching Howard the Duck, because I was frozen in fear. I'm talking about, like, the original, like, go back to the 80s and don't watch it. It's the worst. But um, there was there was a movie, Howard the Duck. And there's an actor in it, Jeffrey Jones. And if you've ever seen this dude, he was in Beetlejuice. He was, like, the, um, not Alec Baldwin the dad, but, like, Lydia's dad. Remember Lydia's dad? Catherine O'Hara's husband in Beetlejuice. This guy. And he could play creepy like fucking no other. Um, and I remember there's a scene in Howard the Duck where he... So Howard the Duck comes down from like Duck World, Duck Planet. And I, I probably should have Googled the fucking premise of the movie. But the idea was like, you know, Jeffrey Jones basically gets like taken over by some other alien that's like after Howard the Duck. So so at the the... The climax of the movie, the the, inten- the the action's intense. Jeffrey Jones turns into this fucking alien. And it was like claymation, I think, or like puppetry. But like at the time, like that stuff seemed really fucking real. Ruined my life. I was frozen in fear. I didn't want to go to bed. I, I, I couldn't physically move. Got yelled at by, by my father. Get the fucking bed, you... Dummy, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like, ah, okay, shit, you know, I'll try and get through it. Go to bed, just horrified all night. The, I'm just going to keep saying Jeffrey Jones. The Jeffrey Jones was going to come down, turn into an alien, basically eat me. Terrible. So I'm watching Big Trouble in Little China on Danny's couch. And I remember very specifically, it's one of these old couches from the 80s when like everybody bought their stuff from flea markets because our fathers were all um, like blue collar dudes in the area that we grew up in. So they were like, ah, we're not going to Sears. Gougers, they're not going to get it. Sears isn't taking my hard earned dollars. We're going to go to the flea market. And we're going to get this couch. And it's going to have like wagon wheels on it and fucking like hunters on horseback with, with hounds. And, and you, you get the, you remember the couch, right? Not quite floral print, just confusing. Do you want another soda, Blair? Yeah, I do. Okay. 
like eight Dr. Peppers deep watching Big Trouble in Little China. And there's, again, like, you know, Kurt Russell's getting into it. And he fights the guy with, like, the, what do you say? What's the non-racist term for, like, you know, like the rice paddy hats? Am I in trouble? Too late. So, like, the rice paddy hats, like, that the Asian guys would wear back in the day, like, um, the guy from Street Fighter. Raiden? Cover his face. The guy comes down and he's shooting lightning out of his hands, and it was, ah, oh, it's amazing. But then that fucking low pan came out. And he wanted marrying with the green eyes. Do you remember? And I'm, that's not racist. Like that's that's how he sounded. It's a pretty good impersonation, actually. Look it up. And he came down with that creepy voice. And his eyes went white, and his skin went white, and his fingernails grew. And he turned his gaze towards Jack. Kurt Russell. And I pissed my pants. Literally. I, I exploded with Dr. Pepper piss all over this kid's couch. And I sat there for the duration of the movie. Just, I, 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 I looked down the hall toward the bathroom that was dimly lit with one of those flickering nightlights that never quite worked from the dollar store way back. Looked like a fucking nightmare to even think about walking down. So I just let it go. I just full on a bladder and a half's worth of piss. Like like the as an 8-year-old, my bladder had extended to the size of basically Danny's Italian dad's massive Italian bladder. And I pissed all over their couch. Right through my sweet flannel PJs that had hockey players on them. God. So what do you do? You sit. I'm sitting there soaked. I sat there for like another hour, terrified of low pan, and he was going to get me. I have greenish eyes. Understand that I felt like this was almost directed directly at me. He, he wanted me. He was going to get me, get my eyes or something. I don't fucking know. Pissed all over the couch. And Danny's sweet little Italian mother... Saw what I had done, and she told me it was okay. She said, sweetheart. It was more like, sweet the heart, but it was like, sweetheart. Let's get you cleaned up. And she didn't worry about her couch. And she told Danny, she said, don't you fucking tell anybody about this. Don't you dare. This is a friend of yours. And he didn't. He protected me. So all the hard feelings that I have from it are just strictly from within because they were so cool about it. And that little lady made me a goddamn zucchini loaf with chocolate chips after and it was fucking delicious. So um, big congratulations to Michael B. Jordan recently named like like yesterday i think it was like named 2020's sexiest man alive that's a that's a big deal i personally think if you need to be told you're sexy you got a fucking problem because i never get told and i know i am so it's, 
<laughs> so good for you, Michael B. Jordan. Um, this brings me to um, a story that the, the I'm thinking like, who who's the sexiest man that I've ever seen in my life personally? Never mind the pictures and all the the Photoshop stuff. I'm talking like to my face, like who who's the guy? And last year we got to enjoy. Um, I believe it was Somersault at the um, Budweiser stage, formerly known as Molson Amphitheater, at the um, at, at Ontario Place, which is a cool kind of like lakeside venue, outdoor venue, half shell kind of thing um, in Toronto. A lot of huge acts come through there, and we got to see bands like um, like Our Lady Peace. And uh, Live, I think, was a throwback band that came. Remember the Throwing Copper? Huge album for them. They came and played. And so did Bush. Which means Gavin Rossdale was there. And I've heard it over the years, over and over, how stunning this man is. I mean, he was with Gwen Stefani. Hey, not only was he with Gwen Stefani, he married her, and then fucked the nanny. That's how hot this guy is. He was like, I don't even, I'm going to throw away pop icon, beauty queen, Revlon representative Gwen Stefani. I'm too hot to even not cheat on her. So good for you, dude. Using that sexy face to go... Sling whatever you want. I don't judge. It's fine. That's his life. Hope the kids are doing well. Um, so we we meet this guy. Because I don't do anything small anymore. I'm getting to the age where it's like, if we're going to go see a band, like let's go see the band. Let's meet the band. Let's, let's do VIP. Let's, let's go all the way. So we did. Which totally boned our good friend Jenny. Uh, Jenny had gone with us the year previous and actually to another kind of like ensemble type thing. Stone Temple Pilots were there. Bush was there. And we had pretty good seats for that show too. I think we were second row with Jenny. She had flown in from the West Coast. And we just did it upright. It was great. We ate chicken fingers. Second row. Watching Stone Temple Pilots. Mashing down chicken fingers. Great time. So Jenny got to miss out because a year later, Kristen and I go back and we meet Gavin Rossdale. Well, we meet Bush, but I mean, let's face it. It's all about that face. So it's me and like 20 other women. I don't even know if there was another dude in the VIP just waiting to to get in there because these fucking broads were crazy. 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 Not only to meet Gavin Rossdale, but I think a lot of them felt like they had a shot. Like they were like, like I'm totally gonna. I think we're gonna kiss. Like I think we're like I think I think Gavin might be into me. And I'm looking at these broads like, will you stop? I love meeting these dudes because um um this goes back to my music days. Anybody who knows me knows that I went to Humber College for jazz theory. I'm. I'm an okay bassist, 
And I, and I appreciate music that way. I love to meet these guys that have made it in the biz. And I love to talk about that and, and ask them questions and talk to them on a human level. These chicks just wanted his dick. It was gross. Gross! As were most of the chicks. Just straight up gross. Um, so we're waiting and Kristen doesn't want to go first and it's weird and we're, we're getting nervous and like the, the buses are there and we're kind of backstage and got our little placards on and 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 I got to admit I, I actually felt nervous myself I don't usually get like that but this 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 guy comes walking up with the band and oh there's the guitarist and the bassist and and um cool dudes in their own right Chris the guitarist um uh, just really cool dudes really cool and then there's Gavin Rossdale comes sauntering up with his like ripped shirt and his tight jeans and just swinging big dick. You could just, the energy off this guy was mesmerizing. Let me be really clear. I love my wife. I love her lady parts. If you swing a certain way, good for you. I'm just putting it out there that I don't. But this guy somehow made me appreciate his manly beauty like I have never done to another dude in my life. It was fucking strange for me and he came up with his accent and his height and his hair and Kristen went full lady boner immediately I lost her like I wasn't even there like she like um <sighs> you, you remember where, like these kids would like play the choke game don't do it fucking don't do it kids but when back in the day when we weren't so smart and we did it and you kind of black out there was a moment there where you were in between worlds, where you'd see stars. She was there immediately. Pixie Dust and Gavin Rossdale. And he, and he grabs her by the hand and like acting like I'm not even there. And in any other circumstance, I would probably beep the shit out of a guy who touched my wife's hand with such energy and such sexual, just... Just sex oozing from this fucking guy. And he says, oh, what's your name, dear? And she's like, and just like ridiculous. And good for her. That's why we spent the extra money, so she could have that moment. And she says, oh, it's Kristen. And he says, oh, it's a beautiful name. Oh, she dies. Oh, God, she dies. And I'm standing there with the bass player going, so like, what kind of strings do you use, man? And he's like, oh, you know, like I use, you know, round wounds and... Um, and I'm like, is this like, is this how it always is? And Corey's like, Corey, Corey the bassist goes, um, oh yeah, like it's, it's the Gavin show, like, you know, all the time. And I'm like, I get it. I totally get it. And he said, and then Gavin says to Kristen, oh, you're, you're, you're beautiful or stunning or something to that effect. And she melts and he's right. He's right. But again, any other dude, I'd be losing my mind, but I could not help and look at this fucking beautiful dude and just totally get it. Blair, what are you getting at here? What's the fucking point of this story? You're kind of gushing over Gavin. No, I get it. But I think um, I, I, was, I was talking to a friend kind of over Instagram. Actually, it happens to be Brittany of Brie.MadeIt if you're in the Toronto area and you want some cupcakes look up Brie.MadeIt on Instagram uh, she was talking to me again kind of this morning um, uh, and it made me think about people's purpose 
in this world and things that we strive to do. And some people are just here for a thing. And if there was ever a man who was placed here to just be a cool fucking dude, it was Gavin Rossdale. He treated me with respect. He was um, very mindful of of taking his time with an interaction with some fans, and uh, we appreciated it. Find your purpose. What's your Gavin Rossdale type calling? Go be better. You've made it. We've made it to segment number three, which generally signals the end of the podcast. And I'm going to try and keep this fairly short because um, I read somewhere that podcasts should ideally be under 20 minutes. And I think we're pushing it now. So um, uh, it's like a commute thing. They, They say like, hey, if people can listen to it on a commute or a drive somewhere, 20 minutes, hit that. Don't don't be long winded. So let's end this with a. A writing question. This comes from actually a few of you. I, I had mentioned um, Jenny, our, our West Coast friend, uh, living out in BC, beautiful, beautiful province of BC. For those of you not familiar with Canada, it's on the West Coast. So think of it as like Canada's California, okay? Beautiful place. Um, more mountainous, if you will. So Jenny, Jenny at one point was like, okay, what do you think of Donald Trump? When I had asked people kind of ages ago. And, and I wasn't going to get into this. And there's a few, there's a few like legitimate reasons why. I, I, a couple of them being, I just don't know enough about the situation in the U.S. I'm a, I'm a Canadian guy. I tend to focus on problems that affect me. And it's not that it doesn't. I mean... Canada, United States, we're kind of brother-sister. I guess we'd be like the little brother. Kind of take your lead, and that's fine. You're the greatest country in the world. So so why wouldn't we? Um, my metrics and analytics tell me that 35% of you listening happen to be from the States. So I guess I'm talking to you guys. And, and I guess, I don't know, do you, people want to know, like, what, what, what do Canadians think of, of, like, global situations, you know? We tend to be passive, we tend to be pleasant. Maybe not individually, but as a whole, yes. Um, Blair is a middle-aged Canadian dude. What do you think of this whole Donald Trump thing? Let me start by saying, I have a coworker who who refers to Joe Biden as Joe Biden. Tom, I'm sorry to call you out. Um, But that's how much we care. Is that Tom doesn't even know how to fucking say Joe Biden. This is how much we pay attention, right? Just use it as an example. Um... So the whole Donald Trump thing, we think he's a goof. I don't know how to how to explain this to you. Um, Republican listeners in the states, please, 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 don't don't get upset with me. We just don't know enough about it. Um, 
he comes off as kind of a dick. Um, now you got to understand, like our own prime minister. Yes, we have a prime minister because we're still affiliated with the with the UK and that, that whole thing, the Commonwealth. Let's not get into that because I talked about the Queen last week, and again, clock's ticking on that bitch. But um, our prime minister is a huge pussy. So it's difficult for us. We 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 kind of have uh, you know we we take on that identity globally where we look like little wimps kind of waiting for this loudmouth in the states, this kind of braggart type dude to to lead us by the hand and say like, okay, you know, this is what you get as far as you know uh, trade packs and um, you know you you're gonna follow my lead and that's that's okay. So Blair, how do you what do you think about Donald Trump? I don't have much to say. We talked about Gavin swinging big dick. Uh, you know, Don, Donnie Donnie T there. He he's kind of doing the same thing in his own way, and I got to admire his conviction because this motherfucker refuses to be wrong. And I mean, how can you be wrong if you don't admit it? It's the best. I'm going to gracefully exit now without getting into it too much. But I'll, I'll say this. Um, the guy made it into office for a reason. Whether you think it's legit or not, I mean, he made it. He did it. He said he was going to be president, and he fucking went out and became one. Um, now the time's done. Let's move on with Biden and see how it goes. <laughs> 